동성애는 아무래도 딴 사람들이 보기에는 좀 좋지 않은 취향이라고 봐요 아무리 그렇다 해도 자기가 어떤 사람이 커밍아웃 했다고 봤을 때 전보다는 되게 약간 꺼리낌 있게 대하는 게 사실이긴 해요 그래서 저는 차별이 있다고 생각해요 Alright, that was um, actually uh, the voice of, of a very young man, a 15-year-old student who says he doesn't think homosexuality is a, uh, a good lifestyle or, or preference. He says there is discrimination against sexual minorities because if his friend came out, he would feel repulsion and he wouldn't be able to get along with that friend anymore. So again, a very, a very hot take here, uh, especially if you understand uh, Korean. To uh, further discuss this issue, remember you can text us at pound 1013 whether you uh, support or oppose protections under the law for uh, LGBT. Uh, give us your thoughts, pound 1013 for 51. And we're pleased to have joining us here in uh, the studio, Seoul-based journalist Ann Babe, who has reported on the efforts to pass this anti-discrimination bill and has also been observing uh, discrimination uh, in all facets of uh, Korean society uh, for a while. Thank you very much for joining us here in the studio. Thanks for having me. Um, so the Justice Party uh, proposed this bill, and uh, the National Human Rights Commission of Korea recently recommended that the uh, National Assembly uh, get this bill through. Some people who oppose uh, the, the law is saying that um, there are existing provisions here that provide enough protections. Uh, in your view, is that true? Well, actually, even though Korea has a number of different anti-discrimination bills, there is no comprehensive bill that is inclusive of LGBT people. So in theory, um, there is a gender bill, um, the Equal Employment Opportunity Act, which includes gender from 1987. There's also a disability bill, the Prohibition of Discrimination of Persons with Disabilities. That's from 2008. And then finally, there's an age bill, um, the Prohibition of Age Discrimination from 2011. And all of these, like I said, are theoretical. So according to law, it's illegal. But um, of course, as we know in everyday practice, um, there's a lot of leeway in how people interpret their responsibility to protect people from discrimination. We're both originally from the U.S. and we know that um, they've actually had a very kind of almost uh, quick evolution of this bill uh, from majority opinion against, let's say, the question of gay rights to to now that being kind of codified under a uh, recent Supreme Court ruling. Uh, How would you describe the situation in the U.S. and whether there's any comparisons uh, to Korea? Well, I think there are comparisons because we have a very outspoken um, extremist uh, religious presence. And uh, they would argue that according to religious freedom, um, any sort of equality act that includes uh, sexual orientation is an affront to their free expression. And that's similar to the case here in Korea, where there are lots of outspoken um, conservative Protestant groups who are against this. Well, uh, we want to hear again uh, from uh, some of the people uh, who have uh, very strong opinions on this. Uh, here is a, another comment uh, from someone uh, that we've uh, been able to find. Why do I need to support the bill? Isn't true democracy all about respecting majority opinion? Majority opinion doesn't support homosexuality. So why are you pushing for something majority is opposing with talks about the human rights of extreme minority?
Why, oh why? I demand absolute respect for majority opinion to be upheld. Don't infringe on my freedom to say no when I don't want it, and it's not right. What do you make of that argument, Anna, in terms of the majority of us don't like this, and, and why are you trying to go against the majority? I thought we were a, a democracy, and so if, if more than 50% believe no, that we shouldn't protect rights for LGBT, then that should be the, uh, the way to go, and you're infringing on my right to speak out against it if, if there is some kind of uh, anti-discrimination bill in place. Well, I think that uh, proponents of equality legislation would argue that just because someone holds a personal opinion about LGBT people, um, maybe they personally don't approve of that lifestyle, um, that is different than affording them legal rights um, to not get fired from their job with no cause, to not get evicted with no cause. And so you can have your own personal opinions. So to clarify, you can say, space. I as a Christian do not agree with the lifestyle of, 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 of a gay person or, or two men living together. You have a right to express that. You just don't have a right to necessarily have that uh, infringe on that person's right to live their life or even detrimentally affect them through questions like employment. That's right. I think that's what proponents are saying. And they would point to recent polls among the Korean public that show that 9 out of 10 actually do support an anti-discrimination bill that is comprehensive. Would you say, um, just from what you've been able to to gauge here, the LGBTQ community uh, with President Moon Jae-in, I think some people believe that this is a very uh, progressive government, but uh, would they consider this government to be an ally in this cause? You know, from what I've heard from the LGBT community, they are very disappointed with the ruling party's uh, silence Mm. on this issue. And Moon Jae-in, who, as we all know, is a former human rights attorney and who actually ran his campaign um, on a promise to introduce uh, comprehensive legislation on this issue, um, has not said anything. Yeah, we're getting more uh, comments here. Uh, text us at pound 1013 for 51 on your mobile phone. You can text us in Korean or in English. Uh, we're giving out uh, 10,001 uh, coffee vouchers to five of our listeners who are commenting. 8495 uh, text- texting us in Korean uh, once again saying that uh, they uh, oppose this bill, especially uh, the provisions to protect uh, LGBTQ. I don't think this is natural uh, for human life, just like we're suffering uh, from the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, th- this is how uh, this is not something where you're born with. This is something that is not necessarily a, a nature versus nurture argument. And uh, how are we going to be able to uh, basically survive as a a society when the uh, idea that uh, the normal person would find this kind of lifestyle apparent? Uh, 7820 saying it's not a matter of existence. The latest event where many gay couples have enjoyed um, a a sneaky way of meeting shocked the public at the time of the uh, coronavirus. Uh, This, I believe, is motivated by political populism. Uh, The bill will put a gag to those who have yet found the right to express their freedom of speech. In short, we're not prepared for this yet. First of all, we need to gather social awareness. And then once the consensus is formed, we suggest um, this kind of bill later on. 1710 says, yes, I agree. The fight against discrimination will only increase having a law as necessary, as I believe that many are not even able to speak out as um, homosexuals are afraid of societal consequences. All of us are human beings with opinions and should be listened to. It's just a matter of time. And 2020 seems about Right. Uh, just briefly, and you, you also spoke to a lot of people who have similar sentiments like um, these very conservative Christian protesters. Um, are, are, is it pretty much similar along the lines of what we're hearing right now? 
Right. I did speak to some protesters um, at the National Human Rights Commission, and they expressed their worry that if if there is a law that protects LGBT people, um, they won't be able to express their own Christian doctrine that it's a sin and that um, it might spread AIDS or it might lead to more LGBT people. Mm. Um, but, you know, their their views are um, very reactionary and uh, perhaps mischaracterizing of the actual situation. We're going to hear, uh, as we heard earlier from the show, uh, Kim Gyu-jin, who is an openly gay woman living in Korea. She did get legally married in New York. She's talking now about how uh, she did face discrimination as a lesbian in Korea. 와이프가 가구를 조립하다가 다쳐서 저와 같이 응급실에 갔는데 A few days ago, my wife was hurt while assembling furniture and we had to run to the emergency room. When we arrived, the hospital staff at the reception desk asked about my relationship with my wife. In Korea, when patients undergo surgeries, only their legal family members are recognized as their guardians and can sign relevant documents. But according to the Korean law, I'm not my wife's family member. Fortunately, my wife's injury wasn't so serious that it required a surgery, but many thoughts went through my head in that moment. Whether I should lie and say that I am my wife's sister in case she does need surgery and I need to sign her documents as a family member. Whether I should say I'm her roommate since I could get in trouble by lying or if I should just say I'm her spouse and think about the legal matters later. 제가 이렇게 고민을 하고 있으니까 옆에서 와이프가 직원분한테 아 우리는 자매다. While I was having a hard time making up my mind, my wife told the staff that I'm her sister. As we went to the ER, I felt like crying because of the fact that I had to think so hard about how to describe our relationship, even in a situation where my wife was hurt and needed my help. 와이프가 제 얼굴을 보더니 다시 접수대로 가서 When my wife saw that I was tearing up, she went back to the reception desk and asked the staff to change our relationship to married. The incident got me thinking about how I should describe our relationship in case something more serious comes up. So I think the biggest discrimination we face is the fact that there is not legal protection for us. I already knew this in my head, but experiencing it in real life felt very different. We just heard from Kim Gyu-jin once again. Uh, and babe, what is this a similar sentiment you've been hearing a lot, uh, especially with couples who, who don't feel that they, they are uh, afforded those legal rights that uh, a man and woman would enjoy uh, if they were legally married, especially in these kind of cases like emergency medical situations? Absolutely. And it's very hard to understand why um, people would be opposed to, uh, you know, this woman being listed as this other woman's wife and and having the rights that a spouse does. Yeah, it's not like they're, uh, again, not that there should be anything wrong. It's not like they're flaunting their lifestyle to people. Mm -hmm. They're just simply in an emergency situation. They want their uh, next of kin to be with them in that uh, dire situation. And uh, they're just uh, unable to have uh, that uh, happen 
to them. Uh, we are also going to try to connect to um, Taiwan uh, right now. I believe we have that connection on the line because uh, this is uh, very important in the sense that Asia is widely considered to be, let's say, behind the West in most of these issues uh, especially with LGBT rights, but Taiwan is uh, one notable exception. Uh, they are a country. They are uh, the uh, one country in Asia that does allow same-sex marriages, and we are gonna, we're going to learn more about that right now. Uh, pleased to have joining us uh, Victoria Su, lawyer and co-founder and executive director of Taiwan Alliance to promote civil partnerships rights. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us, Ms. Sue. So uh, June is, uh, was Pride Month, uh, but many countries around the world had to perhaps uh, scale down uh, those uh, commemorations, celebrations because of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Taiwan, uh, one of the countries that really handled the pandemic uh, very, very well, we should say. Uh, you were one of the few countries that did hold a march. Uh, how meaningful was it for Taiwan to be one of the few countries that were able to do this? Yeah, we know that a lot of the Pride events worldwide that were scheduled for June have been canceled or postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But the Pride Parade can be held live in Taiwan because Taiwan has been gradually easing its COVID-19 restrictions since June 7th. And the mass gathering is therefore allowed. And actually, there are dozens of cities in Taiwan that hold regular Pride Parades or events every year in different months. And Taiwan's um, largest Pride Parade is usually held on the last Saturday in uh, October in Taipei. So uh, welcome to Taipei in October to join the parade. And uh, Taiwan has now the notable distinction of being the first Asian country to legalize same-sex marriages. This happened May 24th last year. You actually represented a veteran activist, Chi Chai Wei, sorry for my pronunciation, mm-hmm. in a uh, marriage equality case, uh, which played a big role in all of this. Could you just tell us a little bit more about that case? Sure. Our legal team of TAPCPR, Taiwan Alliance to Promote Civil Partnership Rights, represented Mr. Qi Jiawei in the marriage equality case that Taiwan's constitutional court ruled in favor of in uh, 2017, and I myself was the leading counsel in the case. Um, basically, the grand justices gave the government two years to pass legislation and successfully led to the passage of a same-sex marriage law <clears throat> in May 2019. And uh, I think uh, to win the constitutional court's decision is a crucial step for the following passage of same-sex marriage law. Because in the past, we have drafted marriage equality bill and sent it to the parliament and encountered strong opposition from um, religious groups, and the bill was then uh, shelved. So when the grand justices decided that the civil code do not allow two persons of the same sex to get married, is in violation of both the people's freedom of marriage and the people's right to equality. They um, successfully ended the long-term social controversy with a clear answer and uh, demanded the government to legislate to protect mm. LGBT uh, citizens' equal rights. For me, it's not just about right to marry. I think the focus is actually on prohibiting homophobia and discrimination. Uh, 
Taiwan is uniquely progressive on this issue compared to other Asian countries. Why do you think that is the case? Why is uh, Taiwan sort of on the forefront uh, in terms of uh, awareness with LGBT rights? Um, well, I think each country has its own, uh, um, you know, historical um, background and social context. If you ask me, um, how did Taiwan become Asia's first country to pass a same-sex marriage law? In my opinion, there are several key reasons and conditions to make this happen. First, homosexuality never criminalized in Taiwan. And second, feminist marriage reform that helped to break the gender stereotype and deepen the concept of gender equality. And third, um, we do have some, uh, you know, some sort of uh, important legislations about anti-discrimination, um, like the Gender Equal- Equality Education Act in 2004, an act of gender equality in employment in uh, 2002. And then uh, <clears throat> Taiwan is a uh, democratic country. We have freedom of assembly and free media, which help a lot to establish vibrant LGBTIQ movement, and uh, we also have independent judiciary so that we can have judicial review to help to regularize um, marriage equality. Well, uh, we do thank you for your perspective on this, uh, especially uh, with uh, Taiwan sort of being uh, the pioneer, the the, the trailblazer uh, in terms of uh, maybe being an example for the rest of East Asia uh, in terms of their uh, sort of journey through LGBT rights. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Victoria Su, uh, and I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're continuing to get our comments from our listeners. Text us a pound, 1013 for 51. Whether you, yes or no, support uh, legislation to protect the rights of LGBT. 3710 saying it's not a matter of what is right or wrong. It's a matter of if we're prepared or not. So uh, we have journalist uh, Ann Babe here to give us her uh, final thoughts on this. Just like the the commenter and our listener is saying that uh, it's a question of not necessarily the moral aspects of protecting LGBT rights, but it is uh, whether the country as a society is is ready to, to take this kind of big thing on. We just heard from Taiwan, and it looks like uh, they... You can't just necessarily say that uh, they were uniquely positioned to do so. Maybe there were some things that worked out. The question is, in your view, as you've been observing this for years now, going forward, can you feel a little optimism uh, in terms of not just the anti-discrimination bill being passed, but overall the kind of um, further progression, awareness, and compassion, empathy uh, towards the LGBT community here in Korea. There is growing tolerance in Korea for LGBT people. And uh, we see that more and more Koreans realize that it's not about them. It's just about giving everyone equal rights. Um, even if they personally don't agree with it. And so I think there is cause for optimism. However, it all comes down to the National Assembly, and um, that is ruled by the Democratic Party, and they have not said anything about this. Well, in your uh, opinion, and I know you're not necessarily a National Assembly correspondent, (laughs) and and you're not kind of 
counting the votes and see what's going on. But just kind of your gauge of the situation. I know you've talked to activists, you've talked to people in the community, you've also talked to people who who oppose this thing. What what is the um, prospects? Uh, what is the consensus that uh, they think this legislation will pass? Because it's been so many years where we've had proposals for similar legislation like this, and they've all inevitably fallen by the the wayside. Do you think this uh, time is really indeed the time that uh, something like this uh, can pass? I. I, I think we can uh, continue to put pressure on uh, the government. Um, I think the community, the LGBT people, um, will continue to do so. But uh, if we're looking at the track record, um, you know, they wouldn't be surprised, I don't think, if it was not passed. But that's not reason not to try. Okay. Well, uh, it is... Something that still is, uh, we would not say a a done deal yet uh, as far as the legislation is concerned. And certainly there are some other legislative uh, priorities right now dealing with the pandemic and some of the economic issues and and all of these other uh, reform bills. But uh, as as you say, there are certainly a a strong and loud and growing uh, voice now to to get this as well uh, to the top of the priority list there. Uh, and babe, thank you so much for joining us. I uh, really appreciate your insights uh, in uh, kind of helping us understand the issue better, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you.